Jamie Lee, Kelly, beautiful Ben, thank you, Angela. Thank you all so much, the whole choir. We appreciate that so much. Let's pray. Oh God, use my words to illumine your word. Light the way, oh God. Help us to find our way this Lent as we journey to Good Friday and to Easter. Amen. Pastor, when not, there was a, a church in Texas where on Friday and Saturday, somebody put on a red spandex suit with horns and a pitchfork and petitioned in front of the church, said, do not go to church on Sunday. Sheriff got a lot of calls, uh, and uh, they were about to arrest the guy, and when they, when they told him he didn't need to be harassed in this poor church, they found out he was the pastor of the church. And uh, why in the world would you do this? And the pastor said, well, people tend to break rules, so I figured I might get more people to come if I did this, right? I think it was a terrible idea, and don't worry, I'll never do that here. Um, <laughs> But wouldn't it be good if the devil really did wear a red spandex, if it was just that obvious? I mean, wouldn't it be really good if whenever you and I, whenever we faced something that was evil or wrong or sinful, that there were like lights flashing? But that never happens to me. Does that happen that way to you? It's always really subtle when I feel like I've been knocked off my path or feel like I've made a decision out of pride or selfishness. It's not always very apparent. Very early on in the creation story, we only get one chapter in, the macro creation story of Genesis 1. Then we get the micro creation story of Adam and Eve. And only a few verses in... We got problems. At first, God creates this awesome Eden. Amazing. And the first words of God to Adam and Eve are, Enjoy. Eat till your heart's content. Far as your eyes can see. Enjoy. And then God says, But of the, of the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil... Don't, don't eat that fruit. And uh, everything's fine. They're enjoying their eating. And then all of a sudden, a serpent comes. I, I can almost imagine a dragon or something. I don't know what it looks like. But it, but it doesn't look necessarily evil. It's not a devil in a red spandex. It's like something that's sort of beautiful and says, Do you really think you're going to die? Really? Is that what God said? And then all of a sudden, it just went downhill from there. Everything was happening. They, uh, they got knocked out of Eden. Um, and after what Blythe read to us, it's, it's God taking an afternoon walk. In the, or in the morning, taking a morning walk. And where are Adam and Eve? Where, they're hiding. Why? Because they, they saw themselves as naked, ashamed 
of themselves. And deep, deep in the forest, you know, God's kind of walking in the forest and says, uh, yo, Adam and Eve, where are you? Now, you know God knows where they are. They were hiding in shame. Brene Brown's done a lot of research on shame. I know some of you have read books on shame. You know, um, shame is a lot different than guilt, right? Guilt is, say I made, made a mistake, you know, I, you know, I had a bad day or make a bad decision. I say, you know, I, I, really, I really wasn't very nice to Jen today. I kind of snapped at her. Maybe I should tell her I'm sorry. Shame, though, is when I've had a bad day and I say, I am a terrible husband, right? Men and women, I, what I hear, kind of experience shame a little differently. Women struggle with shame in their roles. I remember my mom saying this, Bruce, I wish I was a beaver cleaver mom. I'm so sorry, you know. I wish I'm a terrible mom is what my mom would say. My mom was fine. She was, a good, she was as good as any other mom. She just did it a little differently, like we all do. But women tend to do that. Men experience shame with their competence or, or like what they know. When Jen sends me to Home Depot, I experience shame, right? I have to take a picture of something. I go, I wander around. I don't know what I'm doing. And I struggle with that. Shame. Adam and Eve, ashamed of who they are, ashamed not just of what they did, who they are. And you know what we do when, we, when we're ashamed. Some of us uh, numb the pain when we're ashamed. We don't want to feel it, so we're, we're, we numb it in some way. We get aggressive. Some of us find a good scapegoat when things go wrong, right? Who should we blame? right? Kind of, that's sort of what Adam and Eve did, right? Eve, who told you that? Well, uh, let's see, uh, Eve blamed who? At, huh? Well, Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent, and the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on, right? But bum Anyway, I know it. Sometimes we experience shame with fear. We're just scared. So we go into hiding. Sometimes we want to fight. Sometimes we want to flight. Sometimes we get real snarky, right? Sometimes we're just cynics. We lose hope. We turn our back on hope. Shame makes us throw ourselves in despair. And y'all, these are all the kinds of fig leaves we make for ourselves when we just want to hide. The problem with these fig leaves is that they never work. They never work. Some people spend their whole lives trying to find a bigger fig leaf to cover more area. It never works. Jesus, it says, went into the wilderness, a place where there's just of nothingness, and he was famished. And after he was famished, the devil came, right, to tempt him. Turn these stones into bread. Come on, Jesus. Won't a little comfort help you? Why don't you go after comfort? 
So when, when, we're, when we're ashamed, that's sort of what we chase, right? We want to we wanna comfort ourselves. Jesus says, quotes Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil says, look, if you'll just throw yourself off this building, you will be so popular. You'll have them eaten out of the palm of your hand. Jesus says, no, don't, you don't tempt the Lord your God. The devil finally says, I'll give you all these kingdoms. I'll make you, the most pop- I'll make you more popular than the Beatles, right? If you'll just bow down and worship me. And Jesus says, no. Jesus said, want a, fo- a fig leaf. Maybe what Adam and Eve could have messed up for us possibly. Of course, well, I don't know. But I, maybe we shouldn't blame Adam and Eve, right? Maybe there's a, you can go overboard. Sometimes you can give the devil too much credit. You ever heard somebody say, the devil made me do it? Well, maybe sometimes uh, we give the devil too much credit. Um, but Jesus says no to power. He says no to wealth. He says no to popularity. He opts for God. He opts for God. He chooses God over all these fig leaves. You see, Adam and Eve wanted to be like God. That's kind of what the devil was saying, right? Hey, if you'll eat out of this tree that God told you not to eat from, then you will be like God. Jesus, Jesus, though he is equal with God, doesn't want to be like God. Jesus wants to be filled with nothing Nothing but God. So often in our struggles in life, we're trying to live life outside in. If, I, if I'm popular enough, if my 401k is big enough, if I'm powerful enough or comfortable enough, I will finally be happy. And our Lenten journey says... All these are fig leaves that will never be big enough. You will never have enough if that's what you're chasing. And God is saying, let your shame go. You are my child. I love you. I have redeemed you. You don't have to be popular. You don't have to be successful. You don't have to be wealthy or have power. You just need to trust in me. Now, why is that so, why is that so hard? I think um, that John Calvin said this, and I don't quote him very often, but, um, but he's, 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 he was a smart guy. He was a lawyer, by the way. Did you know that, John Calvin? But he said, in order to know God, the only way you can know God is to know yourself. And the only way to know yourself is to know God. Now, we get the second part pretty well, right? I mean, we want to know God and we learn about God and we're teaching in confirmation and we're teaching these young people. We taught them about Jesus today and we talked about what it means to be connected to Jesus. But I don't know if we get the first part of John Calvin's quote very well. I don't know if we do that very well. In order to know God, I need to know myself. Here's my challenge for you this Lent What is your fig leaf? Like, what, what is the thing you go to when you, 
when you feel ashamed and you're trying to cover something? What is that fig leaf? What's keeping you in the woods? Is it anger or fear or blaming or fighting or flighting or cynicism? Or is it something else? Jesus who walks with us these 40 days from here to Easter, from here to Good Friday, is saying, let that go and leave it at the cross. You don't need that fig leaf anymore. Lent's about letting stuff go. Lent's about letting stuff go. I don't know if this is true or not, but it sure makes a good preacher story. And you've probably heard it. But the way uh, when they used to hunt monkeys, I hope they don't hunt for monkeys anymore anywhere. But what they would do is, is they would hollow out a gourd and they would put nuts and bananas and fruit in the gourd. And the monkey would reach into the gourd and grab the, the, grab the stuff in there. And, they, and, and then they're stuck because they would never let go. What's got you stuck? What has you hiding in the woods? This week when you think about that, what's, what's got a hold of you? Because everything you have a grip of has got a grip on you. When you discover what that is in your life, my life, in our life, pray that God will help you let go. God did not create us to be ashamed, to hold on to our shame. God did not create you and me to hide in the woods. Now, I know for our businesses and for the things, you know, I, I know that when you go to a party or when you go to a meeting and they say, hey, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, you're probably not going to say what you struggle with. You'll probably say what your job is or what you're good at or, or, the, or the things that you want people to see. And while that's fine to do in groups, just don't do that with God. As we worship these next few win uh, Sundays and Wednesdays as well, and we learn and we do some things, what do you need to let, what fig leaves do you need to let go of? Because the pathway to Easter is an inside-out job. What is that inside you that you need to let go of? I can tell you a thousand stories about people who got honest about where they struggled. And that was the very thing that turned them into ministers to other people. You may not need to be transparent to everybody. But maybe there's somebody in this world that struggles with the same fig leaves that you struggle with. And just being honest and your brokenness and my brokenness might mean that somebody else knows that they don't need to be ashamed either. So what is it? Jesus finally says, and he quotes scripture. And remember that the devil quotes scripture too. The devil's pretty religious, right? Jesus says, worship the Lord your God only. It's grace alone. The grace of God is what will clothe you and me. 
Don't settle for anything less. Come on out from the woods and let go of those fig leaves. May it be so. Let us pray. God, help us to not spend our whole lives trying to hide who we are. For we know that's where shame lives. God, we know that the devil is an accuser, wants us to stay hidden, wants us to settle for less than your grace. May St. Luke's be a place where we can tell the truth about ourselves and admit that we're sinners saved by Christ. Help us, O oh God, like Adam and Eve, to come out from the woods. Help us, O oh God, to let go of what is holding on to us. Help each of us today to find someone we trust that we can share our greatest struggles with so that, God, we can begin the process of Easter healing. Help us to leave it at the cross. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.